The Other Side of the News is a current and dynamic companion to augment the discussions from the other side of midnight. We investigate, explore, and extrapolate facts to gain better understanding of current affairs and events, and thus to bring comfort and calm to our wide international audience. It's a spontaneous commentary based on well-verified references fed through vigilance and discernment. Our desire to awaken your imagination with questions. Questions that have not been asked, yet need answering. The other side of the news is a place where you can come and be with us in community. Learning new things, asking questions, getting compelling answers, and interesting viewpoints. It's about curiosity. We present thought-provoking questions to incite your mind, propelling you to see the world in another way. Propelling you to see the world in another way. With clear insights and fresh perspectives on global events. Tune in for a balanced view of the other side of the news. And welcome. My name is Timothy Saunders, and I'm one of your trio of co-hosts on this 80th edition of The Other Side of the News. I'm speaking to you this early morning from a misty Aegean coastline in southwest Turkey. As the sun begins to illuminate the mild winter sky here, whichever time zone you are currently experiencing, hopefully you're relaxing into the show and are open to hear some fascinating insights from our latest guest. I'll soon be joined by Kintia from her infamous wheelhouse in the shadow of the Golden Gate and Anissa Driscoll, who is also currently in California. This show is entitled Sound Advice. This week has been filled with yet another full tank of contradictory information, seemingly with the aim to generate more cognitive dissonance. To summarize a few gems of this information, the Netherlands, has just issued a circa three-week lockdown. The Dutch begin their celebrations for Christmas earlier than most other countries. This will clearly be a huge disappointment to all those looking forward to exchange gifts with family and friends on the 5th of December. And in Gibraltar, which has recently declared itself 100% vaxxed, has this week announced it will cancel Christmas due to a full lockdown. Puppet leaders of Ireland who claim it is now 93% vaxxed, are currently very concerned about its rapidly filling hospitals, as official figures indicate at least 50% of these hospital cases are already vaxxed, and officials are still encouraging the public to complete their jabs as soon as possible. Strange, only 50%. Many other countries, such as Israel, have hospitals filled with much higher percentages of supposedly immunized COVID patients. While in Austria, the birthplace of Adolf Hitler and others, the weak-minded puppet leaders there have just ordered the unvaxxed to stay home or be fined, starting at 1,000 euro fines. And it seems Germany is toying with the idea to follow suit. Interesting. In the meantime, Bojo, the prime puppet clown in the UK, is playing with words in relation to the definition of what fully vaxxed actually means. Apparently, fully vaxxed now means 
double vaxxed and boosted. This is the gift that keeps on giving. And the queen has apparently entered a new phase, whatever that means, and is not expected to interact with the outside world until next February. Hmm. Australia, where Danny Andrews is looking to extend his tyrannical control over Victoria until 2023, well, he's miraculously and suddenly dropped most COVID-19 pandemic restrictions. I guess he realized he either needed to work on his popularity or he has enough support to sail through the next bill to rule Victoria for another year or more. However, the relaxation of these measures is only intended for the vaxxed. I would imagine the unvaxxed will gather more momentum as their number continues to grow at huge demonstrations seen all around Australia. And then there is the twist in Biden's tale. OSHA has just announced it will comply with the Fifth Circuit Appeals Court and suspend Biden's business vaccine mandate. Now, that's an interesting development, especially for all those people who have either already succumbed to being jabbed or have already lost their job. Ordinarily, Big Pharma is not responsible for any damages or losses, thanks to Reagan's Child Protection Act of 1986. So who is now responsible for the huge number of vaccine injuries and deaths, as reported by the VAERS. With no actual business mandate in place, I guess the companies who enforce their workers to be jabbed are now responsible. Great job, Joe. For those who are curious to learn more about the ironically named Child Protection Act, with its catastrophic and deliberate failure and safety measures, there is an excellent documentary entitled 1986 by Mickey Willis. Well, I started to plan this opening a few days ago. As I make my research each week, I take notes of what catches my attention, then attempt to bring it together into a summary that intends to hopefully move the narrative forward a little and compliment our guests. This morning, I was both pleasantly surprised and a little disappointed to hear that both Jeff Berwick and David Icke had just issued podcasts along similar lines to my draft opening. As time is precious, and as I have absolutely no wish to emulate or attempt to upstage each of them, I will simply offer their links and suggest you listen to them in your own time. Of course, everyone writes according to their own imagination, experiences, knowledge, perception, not to mention filters. While my words are different, I do not I do note a certain degree of alignment. This alignment was also manifest in some of the words spoken in Richard C. Hogan's opening last Sunday. Richard has long been planning a show to discuss COVID-19 as we now approach the two-year mark in two weeks to flatten the curve. I very much look forward to finally hearing his opinions and conclusions, drawing on his ongoing observations and research and to offering ours based on the research we have been gifted from our extensive guest list during the previous circa 80 episodes. Should be quite a show. One element that is common to all these speakers, Richard, Jeff, and David, and correlates with some of my ongoing research, is the notion that regardless of where we stand on the COVID saga, I believe we all can agree they, the Illuminati, the Hidden Hand, the Fourth Reich, or as I affectionately dubbed them, the minority, 
they want to dumb us down and they seem quite successful at it. As humanity is rapidly losing its ability and or motivation to discern the signal from the noise and to judge the truth from the lies, humanity continues to devolve with its own inherent natural talents and abilities, while at the same time continues to make advances in the material, technological and virtual arena. It is apparent that the further we are encouraged to plug in our consciousness to a synthetic world, the more we become addicted. And the more this occurs, the easier it is for hidden hands, the minority, to manipulate and control us to make unnatural choices and decisions. Many of us are aware how people disconnect while they're being hypnotized by the alpha waves, which are interlaced between television programming, and how our kids become totally absorbed in their virtual worlds, interacting with each other as virtual avatars. And as Facebook rebrands itself as meta or metaverse, it's clear this unnatural virtual world is ready to engulf humanity's consciousness to a deeper degree than ever before. In this world, anyone can pretend to be who or whatever they wish to be, with no apparent control over age, content, or decency. Please be careful and do watch this space. So now more than at any other time, humanity requires a powerful wake-up call. We have been looking at all possibilities during our previous shows. Perhaps tonight's guest will offer an antidote, a silver bullet that we so badly need to wake up the masses. Imagine if a simple sound frequency could be tailored in such a way that it would reach the attention of the sleeping or inactive parts of our mind to turn around our mood, to return critical thinking and return the masses from their hypnotic state to, well, perfect health, of course. More on this shortly. There were also two very powerful speeches given this week, one by Robert Kennedy Jr. in Italy and another by Dr. David Martin. Both of these are worthy of note and I highly recommend you listen to them in your spare time. I very much look forward to hearing our guest's perspective regarding this essential waking process, all with a view to illuminate the best path to lead us to a positive outcome. You may find us at www.theothersideofthenews.com. There you will see details for the show, quick links to our bios, as well as links to our show items, references, and selective research. As usual, there is a huge collection of information to read, watch, and listen to, most of which has been handpicked from independent sources. I do urge you to study them, even download your own copies sooner than later, as the censorship robots are working around the clock to rewrite our history. During the last week, we've been swamped by yet another wave of remarkable events and headlines reported in the news to discuss, validate, and present each topic in correct context could all too easily fill up an entire show by itself. As the other side of the news is not per se a typical news show, and in order to make the best use of our available airtime, I believe we should plot a direct course to greet the rest of our team and to introduce our special guest, Sherry Edwards. Good evening, Kintia. Good evening, Aneta. Have you created your new metaverse avatars yet? Oh, no, I have not. But I did a little research on that. And uh, it's really interesting. I... I see if I can drag it up and put it on there for you guys on the page. But it's very interesting because that particular logo looks like similar to an infinity sign. 
But if you look at it, it also has some very strong similarities to how we have seen serpents and um, used in, in everything from medical insignia on up. And if you look at the meaning of that word in Hebrew, it means death. So interesting and ominous. I, and that's it. I, yeah. I, I heard that too. And I did try uh, putting that into Google Translate. Maybe that's not the ultimate translation tool. But it, it did not come up with death in Hebrew. Really? Where, where, did, where did that come from in your, your Well, research? I'd have to look, but I didn't look on Google. I can tell you that. Because I don't use Google <laughs> at all, ever. Never, never, ever. So, I try not to, yes. <laughs> um, I'd have to look and see where that was. But actually, I did find it, and that's where I got into the symbology of the actual, uh, you know, the, the actual uh, drawing that they had, the, the logo. So I will, I will re, I'll backtrack and find that for you because I don't remember. I was, honestly, I do so much of this, like, I don't have any idea. <laughs> okay. But that's well, what I came I'll up with. Check about that yeah. later. Yeah. So, um, but there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, it was really great. This week is, um, I was so excited. I was talking to one of my friends last night and, um, we're going we're gonna to actually do a little chit-chat uh, kind of interview radio show coming up on the 28th. And uh, we were so excited talking about all the great things that were happening and all the wonderful um, events. And uh, so I think everyone pretty well knows about the Kyle Rittenhouse. I think we lost uh, Annetta. Kind of because... Sorry, my connection's bad, you guys. Um, where did I drop off, Cynthia? You were talking about a trial. We didn't hear any more. Okay. So Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Uh, the verdict came out today, and I think most people know that, that, it, that he was acquitted of all five charges. And uh, it was so clearly a something that should have never even gone to trial. And it was, uh, you know, even the um, witnesses that were on the prosecution side admitted that what they had done was, what they did was put it in the absolute self-defense category. But what was interesting is uh, the media trying to turn it into a racist event um, that was all about racism. Racism, well, you know, as a white guy who shot three white guys, so kind of hmm, didn't go too far. But what I find really interesting, and I think in the next couple of days, will be to see where the strength is uh, with the George Soros-sponsored organizations. So that would be BLM uh, as, as the most common ones that we know. Um, what, what I'm understanding right now is that 60% of the people that originally were for uh, Black Lives Matter um, have realized that what it is, is it has nothing to do with helping black people at all. And uh, so they have turned against that. And I think Antifa is really losing a lot of ground, too, because people are starting to realize it's not at all what they signed up for. So this is something that we should really watch in our, in, in, uh, as it comes, because it, it's indicative of so much more. And um, this was also a court case about Second Amendment rights. And as we know, they've been trying to get those guns for a long time. And we know, those of us in this country, we know why we're in the position we are and that's because they don't want to come up against a heavily armed population. So, you know, it's a, all of those are, are really interesting. Another court case that happened this week that got almost no play um, was the Second Circuit Court actually uh, 
again gave a temporary injunction for the New York City Teachers Association against the vaccine ma uh, mandate. 23 states are also suing Biden against for these vaccine mandates. And uh, several states had passed this week, Ohio, Oklahoma, and I can't remember all the rest of them have passed that uh, they will not be having any mandates. Of course, Florida is already well on their way with that. So this is all really positive that this is happening at the our freedom of choice um, is being upheld to some degree. Um, Mike Lindell is bringing a court case to the Supreme Court of the United States on the 23rd, which is just next week. So by the time we have our next week's show, it's, he will have brought that forward. Not, not that there'll be a decision made, I, I doubt it. And then, um, so that, that's going on. Um, there's a lot of resignations. Uh, we were told this was going to happen and it's starting to happen. And a lot of these corrupt people that are in politics are realizing the jig's up and they're saying, oh, I'm, I'm not going to run again. I'm just going to retire. Sure you are. You're, you know, corrupt and you got caught. So there's a lot of really great stuff happening um, that's going on. But <laughs> there's also, you know, some not so great stuff happening, as we know. So I wanted to, I always like to bring in a little bit of, of history and, and, and connect it to what's currently going on. Because as the saying goes, you know, if you don't know your history, you're, you're doomed to repeat it. And so I wanted to talk about uh, the city of London at the turn of the century in 1600. Um, it, was, it was the age of Shakespeare and Francis Bacon, and uh, London was doing really well. Their population was expanding massively. It, it had doubled in the previous 25 years. And, um, but along with that fast growth, as, as everyone knows, there's some totally unplanned stuff. And Many neighborhoods had become very cramped, rat-infested, and uh, they were the outbreaks of disease were, were pretty rampant from all of that. London experienced a nasty outbreak of the bubonic plague in uh, 1693, and another one in 1603. And there were outbreaks of other diseases, not to mention constant fires. So King James decided in all of his infinite wisdom to, he decided to fix this problem by limiting the growth of London. So he issued a royal proclamation in the year 1610, which banned the construction of any new homes in the city. And he felt completely justified in doing so. After all, he was the king. And uh, English monarchs had had a long history of creating these laws whenever they really felt like it. So why not, right? So, but parliament disagreed. So they sued the king. This is really notable. They sued the king. And on September 20th, 1610, a panel of four judges handed down a landmark ruling. And it became known as the case of proclamation. This is a famous case. And, the, and in the end, this is a quote. They say, the king has no prerogative but that which the law of the land allows him. So we know in the United States that there's no law that can stand that repugnant to the Constitution. So we have to keep this in mind because all of these mandates most certainly are. So even the king was subject to the law. He couldn't simply change the rules whenever it suited him, even if his intentions were pure. So last Friday, on November 12th, the United States Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit delivered a similar ruling, uh, taking King Poopy Pants Pedo Joe to the proverbial woodshed over his unconstitutional royal proclamation. Back in September, he ordered U.S. companies with more than 99 employees to 
require their workers to be either vaccinated or regularly tested. Later on, they remove the regularly tested. You just have to have vaccines no matter what, no go. This order issued through the Occupational Safety Health Administration, OSHA, is, um, as is known, is this order is known as an Emergency Temporary Standard, or EPS, okay? Uh, since the agency's creation in 1971, OSHA has issued 10 EPSs. Six out of those 10 orders were challenged in court, and OSHA was victorious only one time. So clearly, this agency has a history of overstepping its authority. And that was the case this time as well. The court demolished King Joe's OSHA order, stating it is fatally flawed, and it almost fails it, it fails almost completely to address get this reality and common sense. That's what the court said. That's a quote. Uh, they uh, they pointed out that in the multitude of ways the OSHA mandate is unequivocally unconstitutional. For example, in reference to the CDC's ridiculous attempt several months ago to impose a nationwide ban on rental evictions, the court wrote. Health agencies do not make housing policy. The administrators do not make health policy. That's logical. The court concluded by issuing a full injunction of the OSHA order, which has a significant, it's a significant victory for freedom and sanity, and I'm all for that. Um, I wanted to bring to your attention, though, another mandate, another area that has major implications. Back in September, when OSHA mandate was announced, old poopy pants also decreed that all federal employees must be vaccinated by November 22nd, and that's next Monday. Now, being someone who believes that government should be small and limited, I wouldn't normally shed too many tears watching the federal bureaucracy be downsized. But it's worth pointing out that this federal employee vaccine mandate is going to trigger the loss of some critical resources. Now, when I say this, understand that I don't actually support any of these agencies, but we're in a place where we kind of need, we can't just, it's like you can't get rid of all the police force, right? So um, in a inquiry by the House Intelligence Committee, for example, showed that some of the nation's top intelligence agencies risk losing as many as 40% of their employees due to the mandate. As one congressman badgered the director of national intelligence, you're potentially firing thousands of people on the same day What's the impact on national security? And he's right. The CIA can't simply post an ad on Craigslist, wanted, covert operative with 20 years of clandestine experience. Nope. If the Treasury Department or Labor Department loses, um, say, a bunch of economists or IT workers, it's not a big deal. These jobs can be replaced by hiring new people from the private sector. But the intelligence business, that's extremely unique. Intelligence professionals work almost exclusively for the government. So these agencies fire a bunch of analysts and operatives. They don't have a way to rehire for those positions because there aren't any really any equivalent jobs in the private sector. Bottom line, losing seasoned intelligence professionals means these agencies will have to start over from scratch with new recruits. And it takes years for someone to train up and gain significant experience to be useful in the intelligence business. Now, think about the military and the medical professions. They're doing the same thing. So this is just one example how a federal worker vaccine mandate could have a very long-term impact. And I'm sure the Chinese are just loving this. It's extraordinary that, and I'm putting big air quotes around this, 
America's public health crusaders seem never, and I mean never, to weigh the costs and benefits of their policy decisions. They didn't care about the devastating mental health consequences of their lockdown. They didn't care about the economic consequences of closing countless businesses or paying people to stay home. They didn't care about the unconstitutional and uh, consequences of their mandates, and they clearly don't care about national security consequences either. The only thing they care about is sticking everyone with the lethal injection, no matter how much destruction it causes in the process. Point anyway, wasn't it? So let's go to the real reasons why we're experiencing this destruction of a once powerful sovereign nation that's being systematically crippled and the grand master plan of eugenics, what I call the great pandemicide. So for that, I want to just bring up a few things this week that I had found in my research. And I mean, I could go on all night, but I'm going to just give you a couple things to think about. And these are things that you might be able to use when you're talking with people. So in the insurance, and uh, in, if you look up at the insurance uh, numbers and the number of accidents this year, since the vaccines have been, uh, been given out, we have vaccinants, okay? They're vaccinants. We've had a over 20% increase in the vaccinant with fatal results. So fatal uh, accidents in cars has gone up over 20% this year. Uh, the general uh, accident rate has gone up over 600% this year as compared to previous years. And I have certainly seen it when I've been out on the road. I think people are really spaced out. They're doing weird stuff. They're not there. In Europe, there's been a 16 increase in year-over-year -year mortality rate for all causes. Uh, and if you look at uh, 2019-2020, it's a 16% increase so far this year. And the thing that's going on here, if you look at the numbers, they're increasing to because they're compounding every month. So this is, this is huge. Um, we have um, an increased death rate on uh, younger people. Now, this is really, really important because people go, why, you know, how can it be so tailored? Well, here's the thing. The spike proteins, if you, if you visualize them as little jaggy things, and they have an affinity for endothelium cells, which is everything, every vessel, your heart, everything that's in your, uh, your vascular system has endothelium cells. And they, they catch on those endothelium cells, and they kind of, they have big chains of them, and they drag through your veins and, and all of that, and they tear. And then there's the blood clot problem. Well, if you're younger, um, you have, you, you, you exercise more. You have, you know, the, that's, I think this is why we're seeing these professional athletes die, like in huge numbers, because if you push your system, then it, um, it's more stressed. So as older people, you know, if they're more lethargic, they aren't going to be stressing their system the same way. So this is one of the explanations that I've heard that kind of makes sense, um, because we're looking at a death rate of 60 times death rate for professional athletes, 60 times, six zero, that's not a percentage, that's a time. And they're, they're dropping over in the, um, on the field. And uh, for, for uh, all athletes um, we're, that are, are just, just athletes in general, it's 32 times the normal rate. So this is, this is huge. And I think that we're gonna see some really awful stuff coming up um, because of when the vaccines went out and stuff, we're, we're looking at, possibly seeing this happen on our own 
field, say, in football, maybe Super Bowl, that kind of thing. This is, this is a very real possibility right now. Um, in the celebrity class, the die-off is also happening, and um, they're having real problems getting all of the people that are doing the other parts of it um, that, that are, are getting the, um, the jab. They've seen the, they've seen the celebrities that got the jab that are dying, and then all the, the uh, workers around them don't want to, and they're, they're saying that they have to, to work on the set. So I don't think Hollywood's going to do too well. I don't think they're going to survive between the die-off and the uh, pedophilia uh, being revealed. This is not looking very good. So I have a whole bunch more, but, you know, it's really working well as a depopulation agent. And um, I just had a couple more little things that I wanted to share. The, I mentioned this last week, but I wasn't entirely clear. Uh, so if you have COVID, uh, if you get, quote, COVID, is probably the flu but if you get that um you they take a viral load and if you've had the vax and you take a viral load reading uh it is 251 times more viral load if you have had the vax so this is significant because of the shedding issue so be very careful with this because um a lot of people myself including are having real problems with the the, the transmission of this so it's it's huge um Two more things, and I did read this week that oncologists, I'd read a report from several different oncologists on a board. They said that cancers are, they're coming up with very strange cancers, and they're going at five times the rate of normal cancers. They're developing at five times the rate with the vaccinated. And then the other thing I would say, and back to these search engines, don't look on Google, look on DuckDuckGo or something like that. But just put in trends and then funerals or trends and coffins. And you'll find the, this huge steep uprise. So even though the um, media is looking to cover this up, in, in England, not, not the UK, but in England alone, they've had 70,000 people they've found dead in their homes. And this is only going to rise. This is massive, and it's being covered up. So, you know, do your research and, and take a look around. And I hate to, to say, you know, it's such a grim topic, but... Uh, you, you need, you know, buyer beware, right? So do not comply. You know, do not agree with this treason. Do not become a complicit. Don't become complicit in this. And whatever you do, don't take that shot and make yourself sick. That's, and I'm going to stop with that because we're past the break time. Darn it. <laughs> okay. remember the virus that they say that is making everybody sick. Nowhere in the world, not one country, not one institution, not the CDC, nobody has this virus that's making us sick on file. It does not exist. All the Freedom of Information Acts are empty over and over again. The virus nowhere exists. So if that is correct, and that's what they're telling us, how in the world can they be testing for it? How in the world can they be making this kind of injection to put in us to save us from this? So we need to start asking the obvious questions because by science, 
and medicine, that makes no sense. I've never heard of that before. Were we able to purchase all those? And this was supposed to be a novel infection. You start looking at the big picture. You start looking at everything. You'll find this is actually a planned pandemic. This is not actually what they're telling us in the media. So then you have to ask the bigger question, why? So we have to look closely into this. And what's very concerning is that none of the manufacturers or our government will allow any of us to analyze the vials. It's illegal for us to analyze them. They won't let us look in there. Well, why? If there's nothing to hide, why can't we see what's inside these vials? Because right now we have no proof that this virus even exists. What made people sick around the world, in my opinion, is many different things. And they used a testing mechanism that was faulty and that could cross-react with anything. It could literally cross-react with bacteria, with other flus, with other colds, false positives. So that's meaningless. So there's no proof of this supposed you know, bad, weird virus affecting everybody. This is Dr. Carrie Made on the other side of the news. And I'm excited to be here because we have freedom of speech and no censorship. And welcome back. I'm hearing a lot of static. Um, Everyone mute for a moment, please, except for me. Oh, my gosh. Okay, thank you. Whoever just muted, that was the static. All right. Welcome back to the other side of the news. You are listening to, that was Carrie Made, Dr. Carrie Made, and tonight we have the honor of having Sherry Edwards as our guest. She's been a frequent guest on the other side of midnight, and the show tonight is called Sound Advice. Co-hosting are Timothy Saunders, Annette Driscoll, and myself, Kinzia. So I'd like to introduce Sherry. I uh I've had long conversations with her. She's this endless um, wealth of uh, insight and knowledge, and she always blows me away with some of the things she says because they are so um, innovative and profound and um, not something you're going to hear every day. So Sherry Edwards is a vocal profiler, And she's joining us to share her insights on current events and the people involved in creating them. Sherry is an acknowledged pioneer in the emerging field of vocal profiling using bioacoustic biology. She has for many years provided leading edge research to show the voice as a holographic representation of the body that can be used to change the face of medicine. Her company did a contract for the military that was then turned over to MIT. Vocal profiling software has been developed 
that can use the components of the voice to create a matrix of information about anyone from fundamental DNA to the hidden intentions of those who claim to speak for us. Her unique approach with sound analysis opens us to a new medical perspective for treatments that are so needed now. Welcome to the other side of the news, Sherry. Good to have you with us. Be here, and I think we have some very challenging and insightful information that will bring hope to your audience. Well, we really need that because there's been a flood of information that is so disturbing, and this is one of the main reasons why we wanted to bring you on because you have that unique expertise that we can all benefit. I'd love to hear more of this hope. (laughs) We need to bring it on. We started looking at COVID in December of 2019, and we had been following this for about 10 years with other kinds of flus and viruses that happen every year. We're using information from the CDC to decode all of these from um, pathogens into math, into a numeric code that we could use to back off the effect of the pathogen. So as we said, this is man-made. It doesn't look like anything nature. And it's taken people two years now to catch up with us and say, yes, this is man-made. During that time, we looked at what was causing it. We looked at what was countering it. We've written articles about it. We now have the frequencies for the spike protein antidotes, and we have information for people how they can use an online tone generator and give people the frequencies that we've been able to identify as antidotes to this um, planned, planned plague. I it's just so think Sherry, it's a power trip. Sherry, would you say then that this is a bioweapon? Absolutely. From what I can see from the math and the ridiculousness of it, the vaccines from all the literature I can read is far worse than having the disease. And I had the disease last March. The disease. I, it was more like a flu, and it made me really, really tired. But we were able to look at the numbers and tell that NAC, NAC, and NAD, NAD, will really help people with the fatigue. And two big things that we're seeing: they can't breathe, they're infertile, and um, that's two. There was three. They can't breathe, and their energy is really low. They're fatigued. So you, you mentioned NAC and, and, and one other word. What, what were those terms? NAD, N-A-D. And um, N-A-D what? is the enzyme that is used by the body in the cell to produce energy at a cellular level. We've mm. had people in our offices and people coming to us that have had COVID and they can't breathe. We've been able to help them with the frequencies of another uh, program that we did is for pneumonia, and we have that in a CD if anybody wants to download it from our website. It's soundhealthoptions.com. It's eight minutes long. 
It was done by James Marshall, who is an actor uh, on television. He was in A Few Good Men and Gladiators and things like that. So, Sherry, um, you know, before we go deeper into this, can you just briefly give us an overview when you're talking about uh, frequencies and how you're treating these um, uh, symptoms with these frequencies? What do you mean exactly? I don't know that the audience is, not everyone in the audience is aware of what you are doing exactly. Well, we've been doing this for about 30 years, and what we have found is that we need to consider our brain as a central processing unit that gives off frequencies sent through your neural network to crook your finger or whatever else you want to do. And we have been able to put together a database. This frequency equals this. And this frequency is an antidote. It's like noise-canceling headsets, only we're doing it for our brain frequencies. And we have and that's- Go ahead. So that's uh, apparent in the voice, in the patterns of the voice that we're speaking? Mm. Yes. We had a little girl come to us when she was five years old, and she couldn't jump off the ground. And we discovered that she had a gene for uh, Down syndrome activated. And a doctor sent her to us, and we followed her. We gave her the antidotes. We found these sour notes notes that did not belong, frequencies that did not belong in her voice. And we built the antidotes, and she appeared uh, the next year or so in the Special Olympics in gymnastics. That's oh one my of goodness. phenomenal cases we've had. That's totally unexpected. I mean, who would imagine that by giving a frequency, you could improve the athletic performance of someone? <laughs> This really is space-age medicine. I think it's math as medicine, and Mm. I'd like people to think about us as math-based entities. And just as we've been talking about rationing for the last few years, and if you don't comply with the government, they're going to ration your uh, health and trying to put together information so that If they ration insulin, we can give insulin by sound. The most work we've been doing is with pain medication and being able to duplicate the effects of the pain medication in the hopes of being able to look at any medication as a frequency. And we have a team of people uh, using these techniques and testing them out and sharing them with people. We provide free classes for people to learn this technique because we can't keep up there. We, there's just not enough of us. Mm-hmm. Well, it's really an interesting concept to to think of us as math. Um, how did you phrase that, math? Math is medicine. Math is no, but you referred to the to the person as a math uh, math based robot. Yeah. I, oh, I didn't hear the word robot, but anyway, yeah, the, it's interesting that concept. And I was thinking about. Uh, one thing that people might not know is when you're talking about frequencies, you mentioned this to me in our conversation, you're not speaking of digital. You want to say a little bit about that? The body perceives and heals itself in analog fashion. So information out your mouth into your ear. And Wendell Brown, he uh, 
was from John Hopkins. He proved that there's a sound coming out of your ear, and it's a sound that can help your body heal. It's very dynamic, changes all the time. And if you can learn to listen to that, like they teach you in some of the ancient religions, it will keep your body in perfect harmony so that the body can do what it needs to do to uh, help support optimal form and function. If people learn to do that, and we have articles and classes that teach people to do that, they don't need anything that I'm doing. And what, what we have is an online workstation that people can go to and give us a sample of their voice and choose Corona conflicts, and it will give them an analysis of their voice, whether or not they've been exposed, whether or not they have spike proteins, and give them information on how to back that off using frequency because everything in the universe is based on frequency. People don't realize this, but think about these detective shows you see where they put a little dab of something on a Q-tip and twirl it around and say, oh, well, the frequency of that equals hydrogen peroxide or, or something. Everything is a frequency, and we've just been able to break that down from people's voice, what they need and what they have too much of, like sour notes in a song. Mm. We take out the sour notes, and we put in the correct note, and the body corrects itself. That's amazing. That's amazing. And I really appreciate that you're uh, mentioning the ancient traditions. I guess you would call those meditations. Yes. And um, the other thing I was curious about is this. You said there's sound is actually coming out of the ear or are we hearing it as we're meditating? People don't normally hear it. It's called an otoacoustic, an ear sound. And they have proven that there's a sound coming out of your ear. And we have proven that that same sound is one of the sour notes coming out of your mouth. That dual system out of your mouth in your ear, it, you know, sound is a dual system where we program ourselves. And that's ancient ideas too. But that's the only dual system you have. You don't um, smell something and then give it back to yourself. You don't see color and somehow the color goes back into your body. It's the um, sound system that really helps the body become optimal. And they don't need anything I'm doing. They need to listen to the sounds themselves or go on our site and talk into the microphone and let us know if you're going to be using a cell phone because we have to make adjustments. Cell phones just are not accurate. And we don't want garbage in, garbage out. We want to be very precise in what we share with people. But you can get a nutritional evaluation, a muscle evaluation, and a corona evaluation. And we'd like to teach people to take this software and open a bioacoustic center in their community so they can help all these people that are being poisoned and threatened and dying. That is so powerful. That is so powerful. I know Annetta is really wanting to come on and ask you some questions, so I'm going to bring her on. Thank you, Sherry. I'm always chomping at the bit. (laughs) Well, I find all of this really fascinating, Sherry. I mean, this is, um, I I am very much into frequency. I've been working with frequencies for years in a different way, but I've had a 
phenomenal results with frequencies. So I know this is very real and how powerful it actually is to use these things. But one of the things about your work that I'm going to kind of jump, jump topics here a little bit, but one of the things about your work is that you are able to analyze from someone's voice uh, qualities, a lot of stuff about their uh, character, their personality, their truthfulness, things like that, rather like a, a super sophisticated lie detector test in a way, I guess. Maybe maybe I'm describing that incorrectly. Um, that, that's a perfect way to say it, Annette. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> I lucked out. Uh, so with, with, with that, I, I'd like to, to get back to kind of what's going on in, in the world today. And um, so we've had some really interesting stuff. But one of the things, I, I don't know if you've, you've done a voice analysis, but I'm really curious because today the, all the hubbub was about the Rittenhouse case, but the Ghislaine Maxwell case started today. Have you done any analysis of her voice? I have not. I did Jeffrey Epstein, but okay. I have not done hers. Okay. Well, maybe you can tell us about that since that's so closely related. Like, what did you see and how do you analyze someone and how do you come to your conclusions with it? Maybe you can explain to our audience. Well, what we're talking about, two different things. One of the things we can do is look at your personality through the notes and the balance of the notes. And the other is that we can look at your um, biochemistry and structure through the frequencies of the voice. And so in looking at uh, Jeffrey Epstein and other people that gone on, we, we just did a big evaluation of Biden that I would really like to talk about for a minute while I'm looking up on my computer. I definitely want to get to, to yeah, we can talk about Biden next. But I was going to bring him up anyway, or maybe him up anyway. <laughs> so. Okay, about yeah. three, well, before he became president, uh, our uh, analysis said he had vascular dementia, that most of what he was saying was not his stuff. He was just mouthing other people's words. And about three weeks ago, he took a, a tremendous turn in what was going on. And his vocal print indicated that uh, he saw himself as an omnipotent God and he was going to do what he wanted to do and everybody else needed to shut up and obey. And in the last two weeks, that's exactly what has happened, that even though he's standing there saying, do not believe what the Supreme Court is telling you. I'm telling you, you take this shot. And mm-hmm. he's standing up there, the last one we did, he's standing up there saying, take this shot, get vaccinated. It's your fault that our economy is bad because you won't take this shot. What a dense person. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh so this is really this is really interesting because like I was saying, you know, I was telling him, you know, I'm I'm not very favorable for this person, the poopy pants pedo Joe. Um, that's my name for him and I'm sticking with it. Um and but he has yeah, he does believe this and he you know, he famously has been said, I'm I'm losing patience with you as if we're some kind of subservient, you know. I mean, the government is to serve us. So why are we being treated like this? You know, and, and this is why I brought up the whole thing with King James, right? He, he's, he's a self-appointed monarch. So what's going on there? What are you seeing as far as his, uh, what, what, I guess what I want to ask here is, I know that you can see 
the foundational pieces of personality and all the way up and through. And Mike, I'm going to just cut to the chase. And, and this seems to be, um, in my, the way I observe it from a, I'm a highly visual person. My visual acuity is incredible. And I, I don't see the same person standing up there. So from a voice analysis place, what are you, what are you seeing? When we look at Biden now, he has no foundation. He is lying to people every direction. The border is closed. Who, he thinks we're just total stupid. And that Jen uh, Pasaki or whatever her name is, when she stood up there and answered a question like, gas prices are double. Oh, what's Biden going to do about it? And she says, nothing, because that encourages people to go electric. Where does this person think the electric comes from except in coal and other kinds of fossil fuels? How do you make the electricity? They just have not this through. And they are, te- they are treating us like we're a bunch of dumb cows. They feed us when they want. They take our babies. They sell, our, sell us off. They sell our milk. And we have nothing to say about it. And it's right. multi- uh, he's just scattered. His information is multi-level scattered. And there's nothing underneath the lower your frequencies are in this matrix that the computer creates and we want everybody to learn this and we're sending you a link to a four-hour free course for people to learn how to look at this themselves because I get probably 10 or 12 uh, people a day asking me oh look at this person look at that person you know I try I just can't keep up there's too much going on in the world but you look at some of Biden's stuff, and it is at the highest part of his chart, which means omnipotence, God level, you do is what I say, and the next level down is total fantasy. He is working on a fantasy world. He's not in reality. And I have a word for Biden that I put out on another show. I said he is a small poof of stinky air. <laughs> <laughs> we know what that is. Yes. Well, that ha- I said that before he ever had his incident with um, the poopy pants. I'll say pardon it. the poopy pants incident. I'll say it. Well, you know. and the farting. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, well, we put that out because that's part of the dementia that he is going through. Yeah. And I don't know why they don't get rid of this man, except maybe they're afraid that Kamala Harris is going to come up and be even worse. Well, have you done? A, okay, so so I, I actually want to finish up with Biden because then I have questions about Kamala and I still am curious about Epstein. So I, I just have so many questions. Um, but uh, yeah, so so did, do you, you said you had, we, we know we have recordings of him from, I mean, he's been in politics for 48 years or something and he's only passed two really, really bad bills. That was his claim to fame. Both of them were disastrous. Um, so we have a lot of recordings, though. Is this how do the recordings compare from you know earlier in his life? Is this in the, be- in the beginning he cared about people. At this point, there's not one ounce of caring about others. So there's there's no compassion or empathy or none. Anything. No. What okay. does this idiot think? He closes down the ketone pipeline 
and prices of gas goes up. And he said, well, that's good for you because that'll make you use electric cars. I'd like to tell the story on Pelosi here. Pelosi ran through this idea that all government cars should be electric. Then she went out and bought millions of dollars of electric car stock. Now she's ramming through a bill passed this morning that the government is going to build and maintain all of these electric pump-up stations for these electric cars that she herself is making a ton of money on. That's Mm -hmm. not right. Oh, no, she's got all kinds of conflicts of interest, and, and her stuff at the SEC is, is it's off the charts. But I don't think she's going to be, I mean, my, my, my feeling on this, and I follow this stuff very closely, I don't think any of these people are going to be left standing very much longer because people are waking up, and they are starting to, to go to the courts. And, and although we have a, a corrupted court system, clearly we also have some good court system, for example, the Fifth Circuit Court. Um, well, Look at the Omarosa person, the one that he's put up for treasure, and she says, we need to take over your bank accounts, mm-hmm. and there was another big one that she said that was just horrid. Well, um, yeah, she, she, has a, she has a long-standing record of um, being in, in different uh, communist and Marxist organizations freely and openly. And she also has a long record on Facebook and Instagram and things like that saying extremely anti-American, anti-capitalism, anti-freedom things. So we know what we're dealing with here, you know. So, But I'm interested in the voice prints of these people, you know, of, of what you're seeing as far as do they believe their own, you know, bovine excrement or do or <laughs> what's going on here, you know? What, what is going Biden on? Biden doesn't care. He's protecting his own behind or his family. He doesn't care what happens to the rest of us. If someone like him came to me and wanted to go in business with me, I would run fast in the other direction because he's not grounded and he's very scattered and he should never be in charge of anybody or anything. He, at this point, looking at his voice, should have a keeper. You know what, Sherry, we're at the, actually at the top of the hour. I'm going to have to go to break. I'm, I want to pick this up. I'm sure Timothy has a lot, um, uh, a lot. Well, Timothy giving me a message to continue on just a bit. Okay. All right. I will, Timothy. Thank you. So what about Pelosi? Have you, I'm sure you've got a voice print on Pelosi. What are you finding there? Absolutely. Pelosi is greedy. She doesn't care for the little person. It looks like she's an absolute narcissist. I just did a deep dive on her. Um, But it's scary to think that looking at her vocal print, that she could be our next president. Mm -hmm. Get rid of Harris. Get rid of um, Biden. She's next. Yes. Mm -hmm. One of the things in her charts is she does not consider any future ramifications of what she is trying to do and push through. That's the biggest thing about her. She doesn't care about what she does and how it affects um, the future. And one of the things that Omarosa said and Pelosi agreed with is that the government needs to run all these small independent businesses into bankruptcy 
so that the government has more control over energy resources. And Pelosi went along with it. Of course, Pelosi's part of the Green New Deal, which is all about control. It has nothing to do with It's a big slush fund. They make a lot of money on it. It's about giving the control. And we all know that. I mean, if anyone has actually looked into this, you know, couldn't miss it. One of the things you can look at in people's charts is to see the first reaction. Her first reaction is for a purpose of a plan and control something physical. Her second reaction is how do I protect myself personally? Her third reaction is how is this going mentally? And she's using information for a purpose. She doesn't care if it's true or not. There's a whole great big thing about her on a, about setting up smear tactics. And she says, we tell it uh, a smear, a lie, and we give it to you guys in Congress, and you tell it to your constituents. And then people say, oh, that's been um, verified. Therefore, it's true. And when confronted that she was teaching people that, she said, oh, I'm just doing what the Republicans are doing. But you read her behavior, and that's exactly what they're doing. Anybody's doing good work. They attack the person. And a computer analysis of Pelosi, one of the sentences says, if you have ever had the lie to see justice done, you would do it. Now, that's a computer saying that about the frequencies in her voice. Mm. Mm. It says it's easy for you to see the faults in others, but you don't know how to get your point across politely. She's vicious, she's vindictive, she's out of touch. Listen to her saying that she has this refrigerator, wonderful refrigerator that she pays $25 a pint so that she can have this big refrigerator. How out of touch is she? Uh, I looked at groceries yesterday and a, a little package of bacon was $9.99. It was like a few ounces. And they say, oh, inflation's not real. I know, yeah. Well, um, I I am getting, I do need to get to break here. Uh, And I know uh, we do want to continue, but I'll come back and and keep going with this part. I'm not sure where Timothy wants to go, but uh, we'll be right, we'll be right back after break. And tonight's show is with uh, Sherry Edwards and it's co-hosted with Timothy Saunders. Cynthia and myself, Annetta, and we will be right back. Midnight.com. Talk radio with pictures on demand. Liberate your hyperdimensional time scale and nonlinearly access over 400 hours of conversation at the cutting edge of science and thought. Join Club 19.5 to get access to exclusive content that fits your interests and time schedule. Filter episodes by guest or subject. Membership costs 
$9.95 a month, 33 cents a day. Talk radio with pictures on demand. The other side of midnight.com. Seventy-two vaccines. Your children will get, um, as of right now, before they're eighteen, and that number is doubling very quickly in the near future. And guys, the thing that bothered me so much is I had no idea back then in '98 that there were a lot of people talking about vaccines. But what I know now, and what I learned in 2010, your listeners have to understand this: in 2010, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that all vaccines are unavoidably unsafe. And let me say that again. Um, 2010, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that all vaccines are unavoidably unsafe. This should be very eye-opening to anybody out there because what they're telling you that now is if you vaccinate your children, you have to deal with the consequences because they've just told you that all vaccines are unavoidably unsafe. And most of that now, in 2018, Robert Kennedy Jr. and Doug Bigtree put in the Health and Freedom of Information Act to have the safety studies released, okay? If your listeners don't know this, in 1986, Ronald Reagan passed the Vaccine Injury Act, which said the vaccine companies are exempt of any and all liability. But Reagan said, look, if we're going to give them blanket liability, we've got to at least make them do safety studies every other year. Not every year, but every other year. So they sued to have those safety studies released. And we've always heard that vaccines are safe and effective, safe and effective, safe and effective. But when they got the report back, it was 100% empty. Not one single safety study has been done on any of the vaccines since 1986. This should be very, very, very disturbing to all you guys. that's what began to wake me up as far as vaccines were my children back in 98 when the medical doctors couldn't give me the safety studies. Guys, this is Christopher Key. Never forget it. It's Christ over. Christ is in me. He's in my name. Never forget my last name. It's Key, K-E-Y. God's given us the keys to unlock the doors that Satan never wanted unlocked, and we do it for our children. I so enjoyed the show tonight. The other side of the news is beyond fabulous. side of the news and tonight's show is entitled sound advice sherry this is timothy speaking 
you probably can guess that with my voice being a little bit deeper than the other ladies. But uh, I love you. I'd, it's <laughs> soothing. Thank you. Thank you very much. I think it must be the microphone. But uh, I, why is it that people don't really like the sound of their own voice? Have you noticed that in your research? Yes, it sounds very different in your own head than it sounds when it's recorded and played back to you. Aha. Uh-huh. Well, maybe I need to get my ears tested or something. But <laughs> I'm absolutely fascinated with what you've been talking about so far and also about your, you know, your observations and your discoveries through your career. I'd like to ask you, I'm not a fan of any real political side, I have to say, but I, I, I guess I can hear uh, through my amateur ears that you are not a passionate follower of uh, Mr. Biden. Um, I would I- see if he did something good for the people, but mostly he's just raping the people. He, I, you know, I don't particularly like Trump, but I like what Trump stands for. He stands for he protecting our freedom. He's protecting the veterans. He's protecting our military and our country. That's what people see in him. It's not necessarily Trump, and it's not necessarily Biden. But what I see in Biden's voice is he has vascular dementia. He can't possibly make credible decisions. Therefore, whoever has that kind of mentality and personality should not be in charge of us. That's fascinating. I mean, did you do any uh, sound checks on the vocal frequencies from from Trump? Absolutely. Would you like to sort of just even the balance out a little bit? Tell us a little bit about what you discovered from from those. Well, let me bring it up here on my computer because there's many have been following it uh, for years. Uh, Let me open Trump 2019, Trump and Biden. Trump loves people. Now, not necessarily um, one person at a time, but he loves um, the idea of protecting humanity. He's foundational. What he says he's going to do, he does. Um, He does not like anybody being run over. Look at one of the very first things he did, go in and protect the veterans because the people in charge were really abusing the veterans because they couldn't fight back. And that's going to be the people that he chooses to help the people, the downtrodden, the people who can't fight back. Now, as far as Stormy Daniels is concerned, did they have an affair? Not like she reported, but there was certainly something going on that she was Mm -hmm. feeling guilty about. So as a person with a wife and a family there's some disrespect there because he's running over or it seems like he's running over his wife but Mm -hmm. he doesn't run over people he doesn't run over the downtrodden and here's a bit of information about trump and his campaign needs to get his own name out of this and run as what he has done I will protect your freedoms. I will protect your health. I will protect gas prices. That's what I can do for the people. And if they run on that, they'll win. 
if they just try to run on Trump's name, he's been so smeared and degraded and bombarded with filth that they're not going to win. So just they need a different slant to where they're going. I really hope this um, election fraud comes through, but I don't see an end to it. Even if they prove election fraud, what are they going to do about it? How are they going to undo the things that Biden has done? How are they going to undo Afghanistan, which is horrid? How are they going to undo the uh, illegals in the border? When he says the border's closed, and in the next sentence he says, we're going to give every individual who crossed the border $450,000 up to a million per family. For somebody who entered the company, country illegally, how dumb does he think we are? It, it does seem a little bit Alice in Wonderland, doesn't it? I have to say, uh, those numbers are huge. And the number of people crossing the border apparently is, is huge as well. Sherry, may I ask you, one of the things you said earlier was, uh, the com- this is not me saying it, this is the computer saying it. And how does, how does the, di- the computer diagnose or, or make a reading of somebody's voice? And, and surely... Um, you, you've, I guess, programmed this computer to to work in a certain way. Could you take, tell me a little bit about how you set that up? Because I'm just very curious if you, if you, if you I mean, literally, like, do you plug in an audio uh, track into the computer and then it analyzes the frequencies on an oscilloscope or something? I mean, can you tell us, walk us through step by step a little bit so I can visualize the process? Yes. Yes, we take 30-second samples. We did take two hours and then just cut it back and cut it back and cut it back. We take a 30-second sample of someone's voice, and we begin to compare. Does C match with F-sharp? Does C match with E? C is ego. C-sharp is trust. And we just did that down through the 20-some years we've been giving that program away. One of my undergraduate degrees is interpersonal communication. And I was noticing as people talked in certain ways, they were exhibiting certain uh, personality traits. So I just computerized it and I started giving it away to people. And I said, tell me what you think here. And it ends up being about 90% um, perceptive about and true about what is happening. And all this thing about lying and perception started when someone suggested that it's the people with all the money, it's the billionaires that are really spoiling our country and buying it out from under us. And so I decided to put together 10 of the biggest liars. Who is lying? Who's taking advantage? Who is really, um, I can't think of another word, royally screwing the little guy. (laughs) And so the computer, I programmed the computer to um, spit out this diagnosis based on, it's like music. What notes go together well? What notes are just terrible to try to listen to? And in music, what notes create what kind of idea or feeling Mm -hmm. inside of you? And so I put all that together in a computer program, and I gave it away for 20 some years until people started abusing it. I had a Mm. a woman call me and she said, if you're stupid enough to give this program away, I'm smart enough to sell it. 
and I'm demanding that you change the first page that says this is free. And she was serious, and she tried to <laughs> sue me to make my creation something that people would have to pay for. You know, this is very similar to the five companies that have filed patents against my work and against my work with COVID. And I notified every one of them. I said, you try to screw people with these COVID frequencies. I'm giving it all away. And they tried, and they came to me and offered me a lot of money. And I'm giving it all away, all the work that we're doing on COVID and trying to help people. We are giving away the classes. We are giving away the frequencies. We are giving away how to use the computer programs. Humanity is not going to survive if people keep trying to step on, smash the little guy. We are important too. Sherry, with regards to these top 10 lists and top 10 top five lists, is this something you'd be willing to share with us at all? Or is that something which you, you, you want to keep to yourself at the moment? I mean, five companies trying to prevent you from helping people, that, that's pretty uh, um, damning, isn't it? Well, you, you can go on the government database and look up vocal profiling, and you'll see five companies there. I'll send you the list privately, but okay, I just don't you. want to be shut down and not be able to do my work. That's understandable. I understand, and, sure. Yeah, you know, one of them um, is one of the largest companies in the world that deals with people's uh, emails, and it's just incredible. Mm-hmm. What that is, is going on? No, I, I, mean, I, I would be fascinated. I'm very curious now to, to, to learn what those, as I'm sure our listeners are, but as you say, for the greater good of helping more people you want to not disclose that at the moment. I respect that. Sherry, you can publish I, them on your site if you'd like. I'll send them to you. Well, let's discuss this. I don't want to put you in a vulnerable position. I'd like you to keep you as active as possible to help people. But if you, if there's some way of doing it in, in a way that you feel comfortable, then sure, we, we, we're all about truth and sharing information as much as possible, uh, good, bad, and ugly. Uh, the people that we have investigated are part of that. We've investigated Bezos, Zuckerberg, Soros, Gates. Um, I'm trying to remember the rest of them. Is there any Musk in that? Yes, Elon Musk, yes. But he mm. is, he's very grounded. He very much wants to help in a way that's kind of opposite from Gates, that Gates wants to dictate what happens. Gates has a God complex, but we've Mm -hmm. done these deep dives of these first 10 people and we're going to put out our, it's like a most, uh, most wanted list. (laughs) I can't wait to see that. We have a combination of Biden and president of China and comparing their vocal prints. And it shows that they are working together. And this is the kind of thing we want to show the public where this um, power trips are really coming from. Well, that's fascinating. Uh, are you saying that when you take sound clips from the same meeting, let's, for example, say that if, uh, I mean, a few weeks ago, uh, Biden met the Pope in the Vatican, and if, if you had audio from the same conversation, 
would you be able to see if they were harmonizing or if there's discord or if there's if they're in agreement if there are perhaps sort of you know underlying uh deals within deals going on for example is that something yes, which will come up the last one we did was biden on china hmm. and china's president and you can look at the two vocal prints and you can see they're almost identical so they're singing in unison almost like uh, like two two members of a choir almost yes and here's another one that scares me pelosi's voice is very much like the korean king what's his name king john Jong-un. yes mm. her voice is very similar wow I, I'm very curious. I posted something a couple of weeks ago on the show. She, I didn't know, I had no clue what she was saying. She was talking about bird baths, and I really don't know. I mean, I, I, do you really think that she is even close to being sort of a potential president? I don't think she's got it in her. Is she, I think she's on her way out. She takes her power from uh, through other people. Other people give her money. She gives it to the party and that gives her power but one of the things that she's not thinking right now which she's always thought of in the past is she's not considering the ramifications of what she's trying to push through look at this january 6th stuff that she tried to put uh liz cheney uh, a devout anti-trump on this committee i mean she's just not making good decisions as to what the public will accept as truthful, honest, and integrity. She just, um, she's not connected to the public. Sherry, before we go into too far in the January, January the 6th events, I know Anessa will probably jump on top of you like uh, crazy and have a lot of things to add in there. So I'm going to make a, a slight diversion before that event potentially happens. Um, I wanted to ask you something. I was listening back to some of your previous interviews, and one of the things that you you came out with absolutely set my ears on fire, and it was an interview you did with Richard Hoagland. I think it must have been at least a year, year and a half ago, something along those lines. And you were on there at the same time with uh, Charlie Zeiss uh, talking about the Russian pyramids and so on. The... Thing, the element that really, really caught my ear was you were talking about um, you were talking about the, the studies you had done, and this is basically back in what March of 2020, so it was sort of early days in this, this COVID lockdown business, pandemic business, uh, and you were pointed out pointing out that the people who seem to have COVID have low levels of adrenochrome in them and that as i say really caught my ear because adrenochrome is is obviously been a lot in in the uh, the news in recent years and it also opens up all sorts of questions about sort of uh, uh, child abuse child trafficking um you know all sorts of sordid stories which may or may not be true i think there's a lot of uh testimonies to suggest that some of it is true which is horrific now i'm trying to be delicate because it's not a very uh, um it's not a very optimistic subject to go into but do you think that there is a connection with the this man-made 
you were saying it's a ma- COVID-19 is a man-made sort of bio-warfare type uh, tool. Do you think there's a connection between that and the fact that when somebody has or contracts the COVID-19 virus, that their adrenochrome is drained or is made lower? Do you think there's some sort of connection there at all? I have not uh, connected adrenochrome with COVID. I have uh, connected it with a form of Lewy protein dementia that I found in Nancy Pelosi's chart. Mm. There, there's a neuroprotein, uh, not protein, it's a toxin, that is, if you use a lot of adrenochrome, there is this overabundance of neuromelanin because you have too much adrenochrome and it's supposed to uh, decrease when you get older, say 80. Um, and I find that in Nancy Pelosi's chart. So adrenochrome and um, COVID, I don't see the connection. I see a connection with adrenochrome and adrenals and uh, circulation. That would be a good one to go back and look at the numbers. In every society, one and one is two. And if you get a number, the numbers are harmonic. And you can look at all the harmonics through this matrix grid that we have created just over the last 30 years and see how things are related. So are people using adrenochrome? It seems that they are. There's too much conversation about it. But they're being stupid because it looks like they could create that artificially and not have to kill babies and drain blood. It's just, it's illogical that a human being could be that villainous. And that's not even a bad enough word. How mm. could they possibly do that? But I just read an article the other day that young people are selling their blood. And I'm talking about teenagers now. And it's a big business, a big dark uh, level business that they're selling their blood to sell to old people who want to stay young. So I think there's something to it. I've just not dug into it deep enough. Mm. Well, I'm, I, I've not heard of that aspect, certainly. Um, but to me, it sounds like it's sort of a very slippery slope indeed. And it brings up all sorts of questions about are these young people um, you know, are, are they being coerced into doing it? Are they doing it free will? Do their parents know about it? And so on and so on and so on. I mean, that, that's, and, and also how, you know, how, how much blood can people give away uh, and remain in an equilibrium in their own system? And that, that's uh, all questions that brings to mind. If teenagers, for example, are hungry for cash or, or I guess that's why they're doing it, then, uh, and the people who are taking the blood uh, perhaps not the most um, trustworthy, then, again, that, that's the start of a very slippery slope indeed. Well, look at Jeffrey Dahmer, who chopped up little kids and ate them. I don't like to think that the human would do that, but there's the evidence. It happened. Terry, are you able to discern, in essential terms, good people from bad people? I mean, liars from truth-tellers or... or killers from, uh, you know, uh, healers with this, this technology? Yes, we have vocal prints of some killers. We have vocal prints of good people. Uh, Ron Paul was one. 
uh, Barbara Lou Fisher, if you look at her vocal print from the National Vaccine Information Center, she's one telling the truth. The more octaves they have filled in, the more boxes that can do each other that are attacked, um, attached, the more integral and put together that person is. Well, well, I have to say that we're coming up on a break fairly soon, but I'm going to leave you one thought. Perhaps uh, you can bring it up on the other side. And that is one voice I'd very much like to hear a voice print from is uh, Anthony Fauci. You have that? I'll dig it up. Please, please let us hear that on the other side of the break. Okay, so you're listening to The Other Side of the News. My name is Timothy Saunders, co-hosting together with Annette Driscoll and Kintia. This edition is entitled Sound Advice. And we'll be back after the break with more from Sherry Edwards. weeks ago that says, am I being selfish? And I said, absolutely, but I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this for my grandchildren and my grandchildren's children. I see the loss of rights and freedoms. I've lived long enough to know what's happened here, and I cannot stand back and simply comply. I'm going to resist those measures with everything that I have, uh, emotionally, psychologically, physically, illegally. I cannot allow our rights and freedoms to be taken from us. We have to stand up for them. This is where I say that we have to become adults. We have to stand up for our rights and freedoms. We can't ask for them. We have to demand that they be honored and respected. To me, the masking is part of the strategy of totalitarian tiptoe. We just keep encroaching on you, and it's just a little bit worse than it was yesterday. And most people don't see it, but we see it. And that's why this program and the work that you guys are doing is so important. comes from Vaccine Choice Canada. I just want to reach out and express my gratitude to other side of the news for all that you guys are doing to empower humanity and bring us to a higher state of consciousness. Uh, the time that we shared together was a real pleasure, rich conversation, and I know that all of you are uh, higher conscious beings who are uh, part of the solution. I just want to express my gratitude to Cynthia, Timothy, and Aneta and your program, The Other Side of the News. You guys are great. Good evening and welcome back to The Other Side of the News. And tonight's show is Sound Advice. 
our special guest this evening is Sherry Edwards. We're having a great conversation, and uh, Timothy was asking about personalities, as was I, and I think we'd like to continue down that path just a little bit because everyone is curious about a couple people, and I know um, I'm curious about, I call him Dr. Fraud G. I have names for everybody, um, but we all know who I'm talking about, so what do you have there, Sherry? What, what can you tell us? In looking at uh, Fauci, he thinks he has a destiny, and he also is the perfect definition of a narcissist. Look at what he did with uh, Rand Paul. Rand Paul had the documents in front of him, and there's proving what he was saying, and there's Fauci wagging his finger at him. You, Senator, are mistaken. He is somebody who wants his own way. He wants anything and everything he does his own way. Even the computer um, says that he runs over people. You have a tend to run over people uh, because they don't obviously stand up against you. It's hard for you to recognize when you are extending your own needs by downplaying the needs of others. And it's not me, this computer saying this based on 30 years of research. You wish the best, which sometimes lead to statements of hope instead of statements of fact. I think Fauci has been bought off. Look at all the stuff he's done about AIDS. And I wouldn't put it past him to have been involved with the Gardasil shots, which um, turned out to be in our numbers and look us looking at uh, an infertility campaign. When you, what is the woman's name? Diane. But she said these shots should never be given to young people. And they were and are and even to young boys. And the biggest thing we're seeing for people with Gardasil shots, they're infertile. And you can look at the numbers and see why they're infertile. Because they interfere with the follicle stimulating hormone with estrogen, with testosterone, um, with gonadotrophin, with calcium. The body needs to keep itself fertile and um, healthy. Well, that goes, yeah, that really makes sense because he has been, I mean, he's big in the eugenics movement. We did a show quite a while ago now. Uh, it was with Lewis Arms, and it was called Twistica, and uh, went into the Fauci lineage, the bloodline, and where he comes from. And it is it is not a pretty picture. And the guy, he comes from this very, um, I'm going to just use the word, it's demonic, this demonic bloodline family. He, their family crest has serpents eating infants on it. I kid you not. So. It doesn't surprise me at all that we're hearing this. And he and we've also had Dr. Judy Mikovits on, um, or Mikovits, I guess she pronounces it. I always say that wrong. Uh, but uh, we had her on, and, and of course, you know, she's she's a sworn enemy of of Broggi, and uh, she goes into great detail about all the things that he's done. And he has brought he has literally killed millions and millions of people. So I'm not so sure about his good intent. I don't know <laughs> if he have any good intent, or was it just that he believes he's he said something about good there. I can't. I don't think he has good intent. He believes that he has a destiny that he must fulfill, and he really doesn't care who gets in the way. Okay. Well, that makes sense because he comes from a long line of this, you know, where his family has, has many, many people, and it's very well documented. So 
uh, that's his destiny is to, you know, uh, kill and maim and cripple people. So great. Okay. Lovely. Um, you, can, huh? you can look at somebody's print and tell if they're not telling you the truth, if they're withholding information, are they out lying? And, and a lot of these people that are in power now, they have separated octaves. So they know they're telling a lie and they're doing it anyway. And Fauci's one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I totally believe it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I just am amazed that these people can stay straight faced. Although I have actually seen him uh, visually from the way I look at it, I, I have seen him crumble uh, a bit in, in some of these things where people have come down hard. He's finally starting to crack a little bit, but you know, he's, um, He's pretty. He's pretty defiant. That's for sure. So, and each one of these vocal prints that we've done, and I'll send to you the ones we've talked about. It shows the weakness of that people person. So, if you want to get rid of them, use the weakness, confront them with their own weakness, and you can get rid of uh, them because they'll just dry up and blow away. The thing that's going on with these people that are in order. Are in uh, charge right now is they're all vying for the number one position so they're going to do each other in and that's hope for yeah. us that they'll just fight themselves they'll, they'll eat their own as I say yes yes um, good <laughs> so what is his weakness specifically let what me look at some of the things the computer says uh, having the evidence in front of him is not going to uh, convince him in public, but use that information uh, behind the scenes to destroy his reputation and put uh, obstacles in his path so he cannot fulfill that destiny that he is an important person and he'll crumble. Okay. Okay. So I started to go down a, a path and we kind of, we went off on the political path and I still, and this is, of course, very tied to all the politicians and stuff. So. Um, but I, I did, you know, I'm, I'm interested in Epstein. Uh, Maxwell, like I said, Maxwell's case started today, and then, you know, the media is crickets on it, right? And it, it's, a bit, it's a bigger case than the Rittenhouse, Rittenhouse in, in many ways, and yet, you know, we get, we get a, a whole video of, of, of everything that happens in that courtroom, and we get, like, this little badly done sketch on Maxwell. So, um if you have a video of her, I will do her voice. Okay. I'll dig something up. But what for right now, for tonight, can we talk a little about Epstein and what you found and what you're seeing there? Yes. He has two distinct octaves, one in fantasy, one in control. And normal um, score is 42. He has 1,201 in fantasy about information so it's a lot of stories it's a lot of promises that will give him control in some way i don't either he's not dead or he didn't kill himself i don't believe the story has ended i i totally believe that now so from my side and and i'm my tuning in intuitively i get that he's still on the earth plane i also just from a logical perspective, look at this and go, well, you know, here he is. He's a really high profile, you know, inmate. <laughs> and uh, suddenly the, the 24 seven cameras stop working right when he's supposedly committing suicide. Um, 
and, and so nobody was watching, right? Wrong. And then the body doesn't look anything like him, but they show and, you know, yeah, he's too valuable. I, I think he's, I think he's in that spa, you know, where you go over the water and from Florida. And, you know, he knows too much. Yeah. And he his knows. ego is too big and he is very, very intelligent. I think the whole chess board is filled with his moves and I think he's going to be here to carry them out or his minions will carry them out. Well, yeah, I think that he's got too much information for any of it to let go. He is actually literally for people that have, that don't know about his situation. He's literally tied to every one of these people we're talking about, like absolutely tied to them and all of this connection. So the other thing, sorry, just bust in, is yeah. that you say his minions wasn't one of the things he was tied up with Bill Gates about was actually uh, creating clones of himself or, or uh, creating a new master race of people with his own seed. It's not yeah. a very, very egotistical to think about. Yes. Yeah, he's super, and he's, uh, he's super egotistical, of course, like a lot of, uh, he is intelligent. Clearly, uh, like a lot of narcissists, they are quite bright, but it's just directed the wrong way. So he, he, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you totally. I, I don't think he's, I think he's still around. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, we'll see. You know, I think that there's, we're, we're going to get a lot of reveals. My, my feeling on all this is that we're going to have a very interesting next six weeks. Very, very, very interesting next six weeks. Not that it will end at six weeks, but I'm just saying there's going to be a lot of reveals. A lot of stuff is going to shift and change. Um, that's my feeling. Looking at everything, going, hey, it can only hold out so long. So a fantasy life. Yeah. I would like to bring up something that's out of this world, if that's okay with you guys. Sure, we're open to everything. <laughs> In 2017. There was a crop circle in England. They won't tell you where it is, but it's of a spike protein. And about 20 miles away, there is another crop circle that is a molecular structure. And we have been able to decode that molecular structure. And it is a cure for AIDS that Fauci was involved with and has been withheld from people. And it's also exactly the same frequency as the Regeneron, um, I don't know what you call them, Regeneron cures that Trump took. It's the same number. And for anybody who wants to use it, I will send them the article. And I think it's a way for other dimensionals, other extraterrestrials, whoever they're sending us a message of how this can be cured. Well, yeah. That, that is, sorry, may I just jump in very quickly, Anna? Yeah. I want to just add a little bit something. I mean, that is something out of this world, for sure, potentially out of this world. Um, I, I think we all like to keep our, our, at least one foot on the ground when we talk about these things. But I will say that I, I did grow up in Wiltshire, in the south of England. And there were a lot of crop circles appearing. Uh, some of them were made by people, and some of them were more mysterious how they originated. Um, my father, who's not around anymore, he was a, a news cameraman, and he went out several times uh, 
filming initially and then later video uh, gives a, a, an idea of the age. Um, these, these crop circles around Wiltshire and around sort of ancient sites and around uh, mysterious sites and even military sites as well. Wiltshire is quite full of uh, underground bases. Here I am, I'm, I'm saying it now, but I know there's at least one. <laughs> um, and uh, in an experimental aircraft uh, runway and, and, and underground uh, hangars and things like that, I know that that exists as well. Um, but come to the point is that when my father took a video camera which recorded sound and picture in the, on the same tape and it's obvious now but in those days uh, it was uh, sort of fairly new technology the moment the camera went over the threshold of the crop circle there was a sort of white horizontal static line appearing in, in the, the frame and also there was a slight sort of uh, very, very faint noise in the background of the soundtrack. You take the camera out of this crop circle again, and uh, both the, the horizontal visual line and the sound hiss would disappear. So I just thought I'd throw that in. Awesome. The formula for your audience is C10H22, and it's a cytotoxin T lymphocyte antigen. And the name on it, why I just went by it, uh, is CR crop circle. Um, CRT went past the name. But I'll send you this article. CTLA4. But this is the kind of thing that we want to teach people because if other dimensionals are trying to help save our planet, and Regeneron, the company that helped Trump when he had COVID, and Regeneron, the same company that uh, DeSantis has opened to the public in Florida, and Biden tried to shut him down. If you get yourself into a situation with COVID, this might be a good way to go. The other thing is I want to remind people that we have these articles on our site, soundhealthoptions.com, and it allows you to take your own vocal prints and see if you have spike proteins, which means you're susceptible to blood clots and the body not being able to carry oxygen. And we want to share this with everyone and everything that we're doing, we'll put on that site as soon as we can. And it's just a tab that you can look at all the articles and the nutrition and what should be happening. We're putting up the frequencies for ivermectin, which we think has been uh, okayed to use because I think humanity is, they planned it that we're to die or get sick, and this is a way that we can help each other. So Sherry, so you're saying then you've got the frequencies for the spike proteins and so you also have the frequency for ridding us of those spike proteins so that those who get the vaccine could use your frequencies to counteract the effects of those spike proteins. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. I'm hoping that's what we're going to get to say. But it gives a list. If you have um, a spooky tour or a rife machine, it gives you the frequencies. And it gives you an online frequency generator, and it's called Online Tone 
generator.com and all the spike frequencies are in this article and also let's say you have um, you have NSP9 a spike protein as a C sharp and that's one that is associated with the use of iron and pelvic pain so if you have another kind of spike protein this is kind of the symptoms you can look for it's on soundhealthoptions.com on the corona tab and it's the last article and tenets t-e-n-e-t-s is on is part of the name so we'd like everybody to see this use it and try to learn to do it and we set up a class for you uh, to learn to do it on your own so that we're all helping each other we are just absolutely run over with people that we just don't have time to help we take the worst of the worst now and try to help them so I want to come back to what you're saying about how we implement this because previously you'd mentioned to me in our conversation that a digital sound, you know, like even you mentioned the phone using your cell phone. So you're mentioning specific equipment that one would use to treat yourself with these frequencies, correct? Well, we're not allowed to say treat. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, we've done experiments that we know when we deal with viruses and bacteria there are certain sounds that we have done done trials on that will uncloak these invading critters virus or pathogen so that the killer cells of the body can come in and devour and if they there's not enough of them these frequencies we think will help and we've We've done this less than a hundred times, but enough times to know that we can help people back off and the body's doing it. We're not doing it with any frequencies. We're just sort of taking what we've already explored and showing people what has worked for other people and sharing that in the hopes that they can take the information and enhance it. And nobody will ever be able to bombard us again with this kind of nonsense that's killing us. Mm -hmm. So so to implement these frequencies, to expose ourselves to these frequencies, it's not that we're just going to play it on our digital, on our computer. Is that correct? We're going to get some device you were mentioning that's going to... Uh, it's, it's a device that's online ready for people to use and the article is how to use all of the frequencies what they mean and what to do with them and if the article's not enough we have a four-hour course to teach people how to do this and we invite you to experiment well we'll make sure that all the links that you've mentioned during the show are on the page some of them are but I'm not certain that all of them are, and I will make sure that they are because we want our audience to have access to this life-saving technology. That's great. We also have a song that was used for people with pneumonia, and it works, and it's eight minutes long. It sounds like jazz. It's called La Ciel, L-E-C-E-I-L. And we are giving it away to anybody who's having breathing issues. So just jump on our site and download it. 
we have a link on the page to to that page on your site where they can download it. It's kind of guitar music, and uh, I've listened to it. It's pleasant to listen to. I wouldn't say it's an Oscar-winning award composition, but it it is pleasant to listen to. And what I was curious about when I heard it is I was thinking I was going to hear some strange modulations or sounds going on in it, but I really couldn't. They were so immersed in the guitar music. It was like stealth frequencies, (laughs) if you will. Yeah, they're very unrelated, and that's it's notes put together that normally wouldn't be put together. And there's another one um, that that one's I think is kind of hard to listen to, but there's an 18 minute one that isn't quite as potent, and children like it uh, better. So that's on there too. Mm, thank you. So. One of the things I'm really loving about your work is that you are giving us tools to, for each individual to empower themselves. As you've been surveying this topic over these years, are you noticing a shift in consciousness as people are working with these frequencies? Or is there like, because in the ancient traditions, you know, they're using meditation to bring about altered states. Are you seeing any of that by the use of these frequencies? Absolutely. The people who take the course and learn to use the frequencies, they are getting rid of the shaft. They are getting rid of the things that don't enhance them. They're changing their life. Once they're uh, acquainted with this sound system, there's an ancient memory that comes forward, and it's like they're open on many more channels. And it gives them a different perspective of why they're on the planet. Wow, that's awesome. So so for the typical person they would go they would they could take your course and what kind of investment would it take for them to get the technology to administer the sounds? The very first course is free. They have to buy a microphone and they can get that at Amazon. So it's about a fifty dollar Uh, investment before they can start charging people. We give them three softwares to use in the beginning, nutrition, muscles, and the corona. They can charge money there and then earn that money to take the next class, which allows them to look at something called biomarkers. Okay, you're aging. Why are you aging? And it gives you the list of why your body is aging. Still no frequencies. If they still want to go on, there is a five-day professional class, and then there's a corporate class if a group wants to take a class together. Wow, that's awesome. I will send you the link for our catalog because the catalog has a lot of tutorials that they can learn this all on their own. They don't have to sit in a classroom at all. Uh, So it's just soundhealthportal.com, and the tutorials are there that they can just go through each piece of this on their own time. And it it takes, in the beginning, just the microphone. You have to have a computer, but mainly just the microphone. Okay. And I'm curious, are you finding that young people are being drawn to this? Who who typically are your um, clients? For students, we've had students from 15 to 95. Anybody who wants to make a difference and see 
how we as humans really pick, respond, heal, live, be. This is the math of the universe. And we're just using one part of it. Math is medicine. Mm -hmm. And would you say that this technology will help us to uh, bring about greater clarity in our thinking processes and improve our memory and ability to learn things quicker? We have done that. Yes, we have by looking at the brain and what the brain is doing and getting obstacles out of the way. We can also do predictive medicine and see what's going to happen. Hmm. So are students using this to improve their grades? We tried looking at that and they have to take the tests or whatever in the same conditions that um, they studied. So they don't allow us to use um, frequency in a classroom, although they did allow us to use frequency for a couple of epileptic huh, epileptic children in the classroom. But we're making mm-hmm. some strides, and we've been a, in a couple of journals about learning. And one of our practitioners, Doreen Davis, specializes in teaching autistic kids how to learn and how to be better students. She's got three or four books out. I don't know enough about it to talk about it, but I've seen some great enhancements of what's mm-hmm. going on. I have a friend who has an autistic son, and uh, this could be very beneficial. But one thing you said there, it was like you were saying during the during the test, I mean, the effects of this, it's lasting or it's only you're getting the effect while you're listening to the tone? It has an accumulative effect, but if you keep doing the wrong things, it's a problem. We had a woman allergic to she lived in a long house and the logs were um, drenched in creosote. And so she kept doing the same wrong things and kept poisoning herself. So we have to do some change in behaviors too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're really close to the end of the show. Is there something specifically you'd like to put out to the audience to make sure I know you've mentioned your course? Anything else? Well, just to tell people there's really nothing wrong with their voice or their vocal print. It's what they do about it that makes a difference. Uh, And we can help them know what to do about it. Well, I really appreciate the insight and the revelations. I'm Again, you blew me away, Sherry. I mean, I heard things tonight that I haven't heard from you before. I'm telling you, people. Sherry is one of those revelations of life that just keeps unfolding. I call her unfolding wonder. <laughs> that is so sweet. Thank well, you. Well, it's so true. And uh, I need to turn it over to Timothy. Thank you so much for being a fabulous, fabulous guest. Thanks Timothy? for letting me share. Uh-huh. Right, the initial unpleasant realization of the truth, you will see there is light at the end of the tunnel. There is an increasing number of respected journalists, writers, politicians, doctors, lawyers, influencers, artists, activists, and innovators who are wide awake and are already making great impact. All they require from you is to unplug from mainstream and social media propaganda, to make your own independent research, to stop acquiescing, and to stand up for what you believe in with respect to others. Remember, you were born with power. 
and you wake up each day with power, it is entirely up to you how you choose to retain or give it away. You've been listening to another live broadcast of the other side of the news. This 80th edition is entitled Sound Advice and remains available to all listeners free of charge at www.theothersideofthenews.com. My name is Timothy Saunders, and together with Kintia and Anessa, offer special thanks to our guest, Sherry Edwards. We wish you all a very positive week and look forward to reconnecting with you in our next edition. Good night.